Welcome to Gag Me With a Chainsaw, a horror podcast about 80s slashers. I'm Corey. And I'm Sarah. And we love scary movies. We really do. They're like pretty high on the list of things I enjoy. It would go raindrops on roses, (laughs) whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles, warm woolen mittens, and then psychotic killers with axes (laughs) that swing. Like these are just a few of my favorite things though. Oh, I would put them ahead of the mittens. You would? (laughs) Yeah. Have you had some good warm woolen mittens? <laughs> I don't, maybe not. Yeah. I feel like wool is scratchy. Well, these are the good kind. Okay. The kind <laughs> that come in a package tied up with string. Well, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote no transition there. <laughs> yeah, we're over Thanksgiving now. Yes. We have full bellies and grateful hearts. Mm-hmm. And we're ready to move forward with our festivities. Yeah, I'm feeling the Christmas spirit. I am. Are you? I am. Should we ask our guest? Yeah. <laughs> Joining us today, we have our friend Alex. Hi. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Do you have Christmas spirit? I'm starting to feel it. Yeah. I, huh? Yeah. It really starts to hit hard after Thanksgiving. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's because... And the parade, they bring Santa down at the end. <laughs> and you're like, that's right. <laughs> that's what's next. That parade always makes me feel like they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. And now Christmas. <laughs> they should end it with the big turkey, right? Like, why does Santa get a spot in that parade? Uh, Yeah, he's ushering in the season. And also they don't have like, do they have a big televised Christmas parade? Yeah, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade ever heard of it yeah no but that's thanksgiving (laughs) oh do they have a big televised christmas day parade Uh, no because like new year's day they have the the rose parade parade. yeah no there's no christmas parade there's a parade of ralphie's over on tbs (laughs) when they show a christmas story over and over but no yeah you're right i guess that's the only spot for him except for i mean come on he's getting a lot of (laughs) airtime already yeah so I don't know if it's necessary. I like it. I like it too. I'm just just asking questions. Okay. It's good to question things sometimes. I mean, one of my favorite Christmas movies is Miracle on 34th Street. Yeah. It's just a Macy's commercial Uh about how they invented Santa or whatever. (laughs) And like, um, I'm fine with that. So, and that starts with the Thanksgiving parade. Yeah. I was going to say, if you change that, then no one will get that movie anymore. Mm. Okay. I undo my wish. (laughs) Take it back. You just want more Tom Turkey? Yeah, I love that fucking big turkey. <laughs> Blank in his eyes. <laughs> That's what I like. Well, Alex is my good friend and someone I always watch horror movies with. Yeah. So how did you get into horror? Um, you know, I can't really you know, pinpoint it. I feel like I've always been drawn to horror movies, like since I was a kid, you know, the classics, you know, um, the Chucky movies, the Child's Play, um, Halloween, all of those. Um, I feel like I've always, they've just always been around. I, I don't know when it happened or anything, but I've always like been drawn to them and really have enjoyed them. You were a Chucky child. I was. Oh, I man. was. If there's one thing a little Mexican kid loves, <laughs> right? It is Chucky. Yeah. No, we have like, um, like, it, it, it formed a lot of my child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my brothers, like, um, one year for uh, Christmas, my younger brother, Simon, got this, like, knockoff, like, 
doll like uh-huh. that it had red hair its name was Corky it was Corky <laughs> and it had red hair and it had overalls and it was like one of the talking ones uh-huh. like with the tape in the back and um we he was kind of like scared of it sure. you know yeah <laughs> so we played pranks with that doll like so many times and it terrified him every time and so yeah yeah no that sounds really scary actually <laughs> did you do the chant the ch- oh <laughs> that's right that's right we, I've told Corey this story. Um, we used to um, pretend my youngest brother was like, um, is it when he's a child and they the the bad guy he's doing like the chant over uh-huh. him to possess his uh-huh. body or no over Chucky you know the doll. Um, so we used to uh, chant. I don't remember the chant now, but I have such fun memories, <laughs> and like, distinct memories the of power of Dumball. <laughs> yes. Yeah. If I saw one of my siblings doing that, I would shit my pants. Because <laughs> like Chucky informed my childhood a lot, but like in a bad way. <laughs> bad way. We had fun with it. I remember I wasn't really like scared of it. Like it didn't really frighten me. I just thought it was just so cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I thought. Awesome. I would turn my Cabbage Patch dolls around because I was like, mm, too close. <laughs> they look a little bit like Chucky, and I don't like that. And my parents are really religious, and my mm. mom was always about, like, that things could have spirits attached oh, to them. Oh, yeah. So if you did not like a doll or whatever, it was not just that you didn't like it or if one you thought was scary, and not just that it was ugly. It was that it probably had a demon. Yes. <laughs> so, like. Yes. You, it was right to be suspicious of those Cabbage Patch dolls. They gave me a bad vibe, and I'm like, demon, demon, demon. You're cool. <laughs> Becca, demon. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have, like, favorite Christmas movie, like, scary movie? Well, um, I do. I have a few of them. I think that I – I don't think I have a favorite, but um, I really enjoy – course the silent night deadly night series a lot mm-hmm. um black christmas is Classic. another one that i really like yes. yeah um drawing a blank here but i like those are like yeah top yeah yeah where do you come down on the diehard argument oh <laughs> i'm We're getting a- into the controversial yeah. question <laughs> honestly i haven't even watched it enough to really form an opinion on it so okay <laughs> you're taking the coward's way out yes. on this <laughs> court what are your favorite christmas horrors uh i also really like black christmas um and christmas evil yeah which we're gonna cover eventually yeah which i'm excited for um i'm a fan of jack frost too it's a fun oh, time yeah hell yeah <laughs> Yeah, I think we've talked about that before. Michael Keaton's super good. <laughs> yeah, not that one. <laughs> oh, they should have put him in the other one. Yeah. Well, you think he turned it down? I, which one came out first? I never saw the Michael Keaton one. I haven't either. Is it about uh, grief? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's about, like, a ghost dad, but in the snow. Yeah, ghost snowman. Yep. Yeah. Maybe that'll be my new favorite. Maybe. What about you? I really like Christmas Evil too a lot. I watched it one year like three times because it just <laughs> kept coming on, and I was like, "All right, I'll watch it." Like I watched it on Joe Bob, and then it was on TCM Underground, like, uh-huh. and then I don't know why I watched it another time, but it just kept coming up on TV, and I was like, "I'll oh, watch this." It was, it's really fun. I like that one a lot. Like Black Christmas, love Gremlins. Mm-hmm. Um, there's got to be 
other ones that I love so much. They're going to put out this new one that's got the dad from Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. There's a couple Evil Santa movies coming out this year that I do yeah. want to check out. Oh, The Leech. We really liked that. Oh, yeah. New movie coming out this Christmas. We watched it through a festival, so definitely check out The Leech. It was so good. <laughs> it was really good. Yeah, yeah I can't one. wait to rewatch it, actually. I know. Me, too. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that Santa Daddy one mm-hmm. with the guy from Stranger Things. That is Santa Daddy. <laughs> I have a friend who's like, Santa makes me horny. And so, Just in general? Yeah. Oh. Like, thinks he's hot. And I'm like, ooh. Like, I had, like, this little, she gave me for Christmas one year, like, this flower arrangement that had, like, a little pick in it that had, like, old-timey Coca-Cola Santa in it. Mm-hmm. And after the season, I gave it back to her. I was like, for your spank. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, God, you must spend, the from the second Santa comes down Fifth Avenue, God, you are just soaked. <laughs> Until New Year's. <laughs> wow. I don't know. I mean, of all the like holiday mascots, he's probably the most fuckable. <laughs> uh, Leprechaun? No, thanks. <laughs> Easter Bunny? No. No, no. I'm a human. <laughs> yeah. If you guys didn't know, we're humans. We're human. <laughs> Old Man New Year? No, thank you. Baby New Year? What are we saying? Oh, no. <laughs> Cupid, same thing. Same thing. Uh, <laughs> that's everybody. Pilgrims? No way. No. I know. I know their dicks stink. <laughs> if there's one thing I know about a pilgrim, stinky dicks. <laughs> In their breeches. <laughs> so, I mean, if you had to choose, it's got to be Santa, right? I think so. I yeah. think you're right. Um, yeah. Unless I'm forgetting any. There's no Halloween not, not mascot. Not Uncle Sam. Not Uncle Sam. Not he Uncle doesn't Sam. deserve it. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe a jack-o'-lantern. <laughs> maybe a jack-o'-lantern. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a jack-o'-lantern or it's going to be Santa. <laughs> you would have to carve that jack-o'-lantern very specifically. Yes. <laughs> you know what? Write it up. Let's shop it around the studios. See what we can make happen. Yeah, we have a lot of good ideas. A dating game. <laughs> um, write in and let us know <laughs> which holiday mascot you think it's the most fuckable. <laughs> There's not a lot of women, right? Not a lot of women holiday Susan mascots. B. Anthony Day. <laughs> I can't think of any other ones. <laughs> Man. Interesting. Okay, I got to think more about this. Yeah, I'm going to get a change.org petition going about that no lady yeah, mascot. Yeah, we need more. The time has come. Okay, we've got a, a female vice president. <laughs> Let me get a, a lady mascot. Yeah. Arbor Day doesn't have anybody. <laughs> we need a lady tree. A lady tree. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> well, should we start talking about our movie for this week? Let's do it. All right. Every episode, we pick a movie from the letterbox list. Every 80s slasher, an attempt uh-huh. by John Hillman. And this one's on there. It is Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. Yep, we did part one last year. Mm-hmm. And me and Alex actually watched this together, both of those movies, for the first time, I believe. 
Yes. Alex had thought she saw it. But then <laughs> she realized. Confusion. Re- like every year she realized, oh yeah, no, it was the next one. No, it was yeah. the next one. It was part three, <laughs> it was right? the last one. Yeah, well, not the last one, but it was part three. Yeah. Yeah, which we'll probably cover next year because it's on our list too. Can we take a break? <laughs> <laughs> you want to take a year off? Dude? Yeah. Okay. Please. Well, it's very different. Okay. If that makes you feel better. Yeah. Okay. It's not, it's no, it's not a lot of recap. It's not. Because <laughs> I was like. Unlike this one. Why are we doing this? Were we naughty? <laughs> <laughs> Were we naughty this year? Yeah. Okay. This one is from 87. So when does the next one come out? I think it's 89 okay. or something. You know what? We got one child's play movie. That's it. And we've got three <laughs> Silent Night, Deadly Nights. Yeah is unfair just makes the cut there's like three more too but yeah i'll have to watch them all to talk we're gonna about have to them. get another podcast <laughs> <laughs> all right silent night deadly night 2 1987 who picked this one we just kind of came to it collectively i think i kind of picked it yeah i wanted to do part two all since right we had just done part one last year so this Keep is it going. Corey's doing <laughs> <laughs> yeah Okay, directed by Lee Harry. Sounds like a fake name. (laughs) He only directed two other movies after this, but he is an award-winning editor and producer of movie trailers. That's Mm -hmm. right. He's responsible for some of your favorite trailers. I'm talking Barton Fink, (laughs) W, Tomb Raider. Oh. So, yeah, he's not sweating it either. It makes sense when you watch this movie. It's almost like a movie trailer for the first one. (laughs) Sure. Starring Eric Freeman as Ricky. Um, not much to report from his IMDb. He was on two episodes of In Living Color, so that's cool. <laughs> he also did a short in 2018 called Ricky Today, the Caldwell interview that I watched. Ooh. <laughs> yep. It catches up with Ricky in the asylum all these years later. It's, like, pretty funny. Wow. Actually. The interview takes place after Ricky watches Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. Mm-hmm. And he has a lot of praise for the actor that plays him. (laughs) They were like, what do you think of the guy that plays you? And he's like, Eric Freeman, he's great. (laughs) He says, he's really mastered the art of subtlety. A lot of actors in a role like that would go over the top. (laughs) It's a very funny, it's pretty funny. I heard like they couldn't get a hold of him for years. Yeah. He was like off the grid. He said, (laughs) I'm out. Yeah, they, for the, uh, commentary Mm -hmm. they couldn't track him down so he frequently received conflicting direction from the director and the co-writer during the filming of this movie (laughs) like eric had wanted to play ricky as more of like a cold and malevolent killer but uh the director envisioned ricky as like a wisecracking killer like freddy cougar um while the writer co-writer uh joseph earl encouraged freeman to be as over the top as possible (laughs) so that explains a lot he was (laughs) he was like i'll just put it all together yeah (laughs) and they all wanted him to use his eyebrows oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's a trivia about that he raises and lowers his eyebrows a hundred and thirty times (laughs) (laughs) i said well i have to mention this just out of respect for the brave soul that sat there ticking him off (laughs) Okay, we also have James Newman as Dr. Bloom. He's in Legally Blonde, too. Mm. All the hits. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth Caton as Jennifer. She was in Friday the 13th Part 7 and Twins. But there are far more interesting titles on her resume. Ooh. Vice Academy 3 through 6. <laughs> the Exotic House of Wax. <laughs> 
and like dying to know what yeah. the wax figures are in there. Gotta see it. Yeah. And something called Assault of the Killer Bimbos. My interest oh has my. literally never been more piqued. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta find out what this is about. <laughs> um, and I kind of honestly feel like the actors from the first movie should be included yeah. here. <laughs> totally. But, like, yeah, but I'm not gonna do that. Like, go you, listen to our old episode. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, if you really need to know, go back and listen to that. Or stick around till the end credits of this movie <laughs> because they roll all the credits oh, yeah. from Silent Night, Deadly Night 1 after these credits to pad out the runtime of the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were like, uh, we're pretty under. And they were like, just throw in all those old credits. <laughs> they deserve it, though, honestly. Mm-hmm. All right. So the original idea for this movie was to have the events of the first movie be just the rantings of a mental patient, Ricky, that... He just totally made up that, like, it wasn't real, oh. that he just invented it all. And they were going to shoot, like, a few things to insert into the first film. But the screenwriters, like, started writing little vignettes about Ricky's childhood and youth. And they were just like, ah, eh, we'll just make this movie. It's fucking lazy. Yeah, it shows. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's lazier, the first idea. To be like, and you know what? Second movie, it was all a dream. But then they would have had to come up with their own plot, at least. I guess. Did would they? Because did they this time? <laughs> no, they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a little bit at the end, but. Um, it was banned in the UK, so it has that going for it. Mm-hmm. But it's about it. <laughs> it's kind anything? of a cult favorite, right? Yeah. Um, I have thoughts. I'll save them till the end. Okay. <laughs> All right. So there's not a lot to talk about. To- that you need to know before we get started here. No, nope. that's pretty much it. Are we ready? Ready. Yeah. Everybody have their cocoa. Got my hot cocoa in a red mug. Oh, oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. Our title comes up over a foot tapping in those like uh, prison or hospital issue slip on shoes. I have a pair from Allbirds. They look just like this. <laughs> Title comes up, Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part 2. It is not that exciting. It's okay, yeah. The first one was so good, the title. Remember. Mm-hmm. It was had, like, the wreath. It had the oh, kids, yeah, that's right. Kids choir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot better than this. So the sequel picks up Christmas Eve, four years after the first movie, with Ricky Caldwell, the 18-year-old brother of the first film's killer, Billy, now being held in a mental hospital. Sentenced there for life after a trial he had for a series of murders that he committed. He's a, like, pretty surly fella with a real smart mouth. Ricky is being interviewed by psychiatrist Dr. Henry Bloom for what Dr. Bloom calls his last chance. Do we know for what? I don't know. I was like, is it his last chance to, like, get out? To go, not go to prison? To not get the electric chair? Oh. Maybe. Hmm. Zap him. (laughs) (laughs) usually i'm not for these types of things (laughs) after dr bloom sends the orderly out of the room he asks ricky who killed your parents ricky says you really want to know santa claus (laughs) and then the flashback begins (laughs) we all know how this story goes On Christmas Eve, 18 years prior, I guess, Ricky, who was just a loose baby riding shotgun (laughs) in the front scene at the time, 
His parents and older brother Billy are driving home from visiting crazy grandpa at a home when they see a car broken down in the middle of the road. Mom wakes up big brother Billy because the driver of the car is Santa! <laughs> a Christmas miracle. Wrong. <laughs> What's the opposite of a Christmas miracle? <laughs> what do you call a bad Christmas miracle? <laughs> When dad slows down to help, Santa pulls out a piece and starts blasting. Dad is killed and Billy runs away like his weird grandpa told him to do in case of a Santa sighting. From his hiding spot, he sees Santa attempt to rape their mother before slitting her throat. Yeah, I swear that the weird grandpa was the only thing they cut out from this flashback. I know. And I should be grateful, but I kind of miss him. Yeah. <laughs> he really added a little bit of spice. <laughs> And where was Ricky? Did he just roll off the seat and onto the floorboards while this was happening? <laughs> I don't know, but apparently he has a clear, crystal clear memory. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. So now we go back uh, to, and the psychiatrist asks how he knows all this. <laughs> mm -hmm. Good question. Ricky yes. says, I was there. He does not remember. <laughs> Babies no. at that age just seeing blobs. <laughs> So back to Billy's story. Three years after the murders, poor Billy is an adorable, says Sarah. He's, you oh, don't think that little right. kid is cute? He, I, I do. He's uh, cute. Yeah, he is. Like his cute face? Eyes. Yes. No. But <laughs> I feel bad for him. I think we talked about it this first time. You're like, he's so cute. And I was like, okay. <laughs> this is Corey who said to me one time, I don't think I ever think people are ugly. And now you're saying this little kid's ugly? I'm saying... He's not, like, someone I would call a cute kid. Maybe it's the wow. mullet. I don't know. <laughs> if you put your thumb over the tail and just look at him, he's so cute. Okay, so he's a mulleted eight-year-old who needs a <laughs> lot of counseling. <laughs> but instead, he's in a Catholic orphanage with four-year-old Ricky and a cruel mother superior who punishes him for every cry for help. This poor kid. I know. Mm-hmm. Billy sees some titties on accident when he investigates some strange noises and finds a couple in a supply closet going for a roll in the tinsel, if you know what I mean. Mm. The side it's of not very eco-friendly. <laughs> no. <laughs> the side of the nipples further scars Billy when it makes him remember what happened to his mother. Then he's ruined for life by Mother Superior's reaction to finding the whole sordid scene. She beats the couple with a belt. Kinky. <laughs> Last year we said, ooh, a threesome. <laughs> <laughs> and she tells Billy they were naughty and needed to be punished. Then she punishes Billy for no reason. All right, real quick. Um, for me, the horniest Christmas song to fuck to would be, oh, come all ye faithful. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think? Ooh, um, go ahead, Alex. Just the first thing that popped into my head was Santa Baby. Because oh, it yeah, just sounds horny. Yeah, it yeah. sounds horny. Yeah. That's what I was thinking, but then I was like trying to picture like the rhythm you would yeah. have to uh -huh. do to that. And I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good point. Uh -huh. So I would go with this Christmas, Donny Hathaway. Oh, yeah. We know what Carolyn all through the night means. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, that one is just a solid banger. <laughs> I listen to that one a million times every year. Like, I guess I can feel the rhythm for that one. Yeah. Right? Hang on the mistletoe. You're doing it too fast, Corey. You're doing it on every word. 
Also, 12 days of Christmas because of all the presents. <laughs> oh, yeah. Presents? That would be, be horny. That would be a long song, too. <laughs> yeah. You go for a long time for yeah, that Yeah, you can get foreplay in. <laughs> a little cuddling at the end. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. It's a good question. Let us know what you think. <laughs> yeah. I like to come all ye faithful because it's direct <laughs> about what you need to do. <laughs> Joyful and <laughs> So now Dr. Bloom butts in with some helpful commentary, asking Ricky if he feels bad for his brother. Uh, of course he does. We all do. This is a very sad story. Yes. My own. It makes me feel a way that, like, Billy obviously needed help. Mm-hmm. Like, um, he would have been okay. He was, like, a sweet and kind kid who, like, just needed someone to work through this trauma with him. But instead, he gets the belt. But, like, when you think about it, it's just a pretty typical 80s story. Like, <laughs> we were all just getting the belt when we needed some help. That's true. Yep. And then um, on the other side, it seems like Ricky always would have been bad yeah. no matter what. And he's just using his brother's story as an excuse. Yeah. He was a bad seed. <laughs> so on Christmas. The orphanage invites a man in Santa Claus suit to visit the children. Mother Superior forces a screaming and distraught Billy to sit on Santa's lap. We talked about this. Like, he would have been fine if they didn't keep forcing Santa down yeah. his throat, like, all the time. Like, specifically Santa. She was like, <laughs> and then this bitch doesn't even like Santa. Yeah. Like, so why? Why? Why the fuss? It makes me think of those, like, um, I don't know if you guys talked about it last year, the like the talk shows where people had like these crazy fears oh, and they would yeah. put them on and <laughs> like face to face with their fears. Yeah. And it was so fucked up. <laughs> it was funny, but it was like, it's They're very like, fucked up. Oh, you're afraid of spiders. We're going to put you in a oh, booth. Yeah. Yes. Spiders. Yeah. You're afraid of Santa. Sit on his lap. <laughs> so they force him to Billy clobbers the man before fleeing to the room in horror where he awaits further punishment. Ten years after this, right? It's the timeline gets weird <laughs> yeah. in some places. <laughs> Billy is now pretty cute and working at a toy store on Christmas. Do time. you remember how they intro Billy in the first one? Oh yeah, the camera like pans up his bond. <laughs> where they're like, Billy's a man now. <laughs> he's been forced to act as the store Santa. No. And he's really mean to the kids. And like we said, it's the 80s, so all the moms love it. <laughs> they were like, spank my kids, Santa. <laughs> the stress of being Santa puts Billy into a very bad mood. So they have their company holiday party. And Billy does his first murders when he goes over the deep end at the sight of another boob and kills every one of his coworkers and his boss in front of all the toys and nutcrackers. The nutcrackers go. <laughs> <laughs> Things always go too far at these work parties. Like you make out with a guy from accounting, you drink too much, get a little loose on the dance floor. You go into a blind Santa rage, <laughs> strangle your little Joe Pesci-ass stock manager, stock manager with a strand of Christmas lights. Like, we've all been there. <laughs> I don't envy the talk he'll have with HR on Monday, though. Do you guys have any uh, office Christmas party stories? I don't think I do. Try to keep it pretty low key. Um, when I used to work for my parents, we had a Christmas party at the Crystal Palace one year, and a friend of mine worked there, too, and her ex-boyfriend showed up and punched her new boyfriend. Oh, my God. 
at the table and her new boyfriend was my cousin <laughs> and like it was a whole thing it was wild wow so like that happened but me personally i can't think of anything i have gotten too drunk at parties but oh, yeah. never anything that's like oh my god i did what <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah do you have one no no, I they always so. end up in my worst hangovers, though. Yeah. Really? Holiday parties. Yeah. It's the nog. It's the nog. It's like the end of the year. You're like ready for vacation. Yeah. Yeah. You always just drink a little too much. Yeah. Never killed anyone, though. Never killed anyone. <laughs> so now Billy is on a roll. He punishes, a.k.a. kills, sexy babysitter Denise by impaling her topless torso on a taxidermied deer antlers. Classic. Classic. (laughs) (laughs) Then he kills her boyfriend, Tommy, by throwing him out the window. He kills a couple of classic 80s sled bullies. No complaints there. Nope. (laughs) Then at the orphanage, the local cops kill a different guy dressed as Santa in front of all the kids, including 12-year-old Ricky. Uh, yeah, like, like you said, this math is not math. No. Because um. <laughs> he wasn't two when his Mm-mm. brother left. I don't know. He was a baby, and that Billy was, I don't know, when we meet them at the orphanage. He's like four. He's four, yeah. yeah. Okay, so then Billy would have been four, so then they're eight, and now Billy is 18, and he should be 14, Yeah, but he's mm-hmm. not. <laughs> <laughs> They age differently there. (laughs) Um, So the real Billy acts as the cops, not to mention a poor defenseless snowman. Come on. (laughs) Then he shows up at the orphanage to kill Mother Superior and is shot to death by the police captain in front of all the orphans like they don't have it hard enough. (laughs) Ricky sees this, of course, and there's new footage of him seeing it. Yeah. He looks down at Billy's body on the ground and says, naughty, now he's twisted. (laughs) (laughs) Why was it necessary for Ricky to recount all of this? Like, is there some question as to who killed their parents? No, I feel like they know all this. This is maybe it's just like part of the process. Sure. Getting him to talk about Seems everything. Irresponsible. But it's too much detail. I know. <laughs> like I know why it was necessary for the production of the movie because most screenplays are ninety to one hundred and twenty pages long, with every page accounting for one minute of screen time. Clearly, they had a fifty-page screenplay <laughs> <laughs> and just felt like stopping. Yeah. Right. Like they were like, we'll figure it out. <laughs> All right, now that we're 40 minutes into a 90-minute movie, we can actually start part two. Ricky tells his own story. After Billy's death, he was adopted and given a good upbringing, but his trauma was never treated. I do like the way the transition happens here. It like starts flickering like an old film reel, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I liked it too. It was like, you guys had some ideas. Memories. <laughs> yeah. You could have added more. <laughs> they were like... that was too much (laughs) one day while out shopping with his new mother ricky sees a couple of nuns and he starts to freak out i like this scene too yeah where he like keeps seeing them and then his mom looks and they're like in the store yeah (laughs) and then he sees a swath of red velvet and really loses it (laughs) he is super triggered and all the memories of his brother's death come flooding back how has he managed to avoid the color red like all this time (laughs) Well, he does. It was that combo of the nuns, the nuns. and the yeah. red and velvet. Come on, yeah. let's say yeah. Santa more than that. It's true. 
After his adoptive father's death, teenage Ricky loses his composure and commits a series of random murders targeting people who are naughty. Ricky says to Dr. Bloom, I've never told anyone this before. Dr. Bloom says, let it out. Ricky goes, here it comes. (laughs) (laughs) It's aggressive. (laughs) First, he happens upon a couple in the meadow while he's out for a walk. He hides out and he watches them for a minute, thinking it's sweet. But when the boyfriend attempts to rape the girl, it somehow gives Ricky flashbacks to his brother's memory (laughs) 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 of the assault on her mother at the hands of Santa. And of course, this triggers the same holiday rage in Ricky that Billy had. And when the boyfriend leaves to get a beer, he's drinking tecates. I I noticed that. Yeah. Ricky runs him over with his own red Jeep Wrangler. Over and over uh-huh. and over. <laughs> That's that four-wheel drive. <laughs> Lay 50 bodies down in front of the Jeep Wrangler, and you're going to get right over the top of all of them. <laughs> After the boyfriend stops twitching on the ground, the girlfriend thanks Ricky, and he lets her walk away. So far, so good, Rick. <laughs> Back in the current times, the psychiatrist writes, red car in big letters with an exclamation point in his notes. We're all putting the pieces together. Ricky appears out of nowhere. <laughs> he looks up from writing his notes and he's like, Ricky's nowhere to be found. And then all of a sudden, Ricky's face comes in from the side in profile and he puts his face all close to Dr. Bloom's face and he goes, going too fast for you, Doc? And he like makes fun of his notes. <laughs> He goes, red car. You're getting it. You're getting it. (laughs) I felt good when he said that because I was like, I got it too. (laughs) I I don't get it because if he hates red so much, why does he have the red car? Right. It's not Ricky's car. It's the couple's car. Ricky was on foot. Oh, Oh. okay. Yeah, Yeah. he was on a long walk with a stick. That's true. (laughs) He's trying to have like a nice little A stroll. Nature moment. Yeah. (laughs) In a sweater. So Ricky continues the dramatic story of his life. Now he's grown up Ricky. So teenage Ricky that kills this couple is a different guy than the Ricky that we know now. Like, it's a totally different actor. Yeah. nothing like this guy. (laughs) Nope. A little bit. They have got completely different jaws. Like, they don't look alike at all. He started working out. I guess they look more alike than Ricky and Billy do. Yeah. Because Billy's cute. Ricky, not very cute. Dang. Billy, child, Billy adult. You love him. Love him. (laughs) That's my husband and my son. (laughs) (laughs) So now he's grown up Ricky working as a busboy at a fancy restaurant. It's called Shea Ritz. (laughs) And he's feeling very resentful. One night while he's in the alley dumping trash, he sees a guy getting beat up by like a loan shark or a mobster. (laughs) Like it's not really clear. He just owes money to this person. In any event, Ricky cannot abide by this. Yeah, the last straw is when the man wipes his face with a red handkerchief. Mm -hmm. Mm. It's like waving a cape in front of a bull. (laughs) He snatches up the bully, pins him to a wall and says, naughty. Then he picks up a discarded umbrella from a trash can and plunges it through the man's body. 
naturally, the bloody umbrella pops open on the other <laughs> side. This man's insides are tissue paper. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. I was like, Jason, can you do this? And he was like, no. And I was like, maybe. Like, I don't even think Michael Myers can do that. And he's really strong. He is really strong. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe if you pick a soft enough spot. I don't know. You better know that spot. Yeah. <laughs> Umbrellas aren't that sharp. <laughs> they like made a point of showing the like spindly tip of the umbrella, but yeah, you're right. It wasn't pointy. <laughs> so the bloody umbrella pops up and on the other side. This makes me laugh when this oh, happens. Yes, <laughs> and it's like covered in viscera. It's all bloody. Um, Ricky, and it starts raining on it. Yeah, Ricky, Ricky drops the body on the ground. It starts to rain, and it's like, okay, ha. <laughs> he did this guy a favor. Like, so far, I'm not that upset about Ricky's kill count. Like, it's none of my business if some guy wants to get in too deep with some tough guys. But, like, I guess it's objectively bad to rough someone up in a dark alley. (laughs) So, like, rapist, dark alley puncher guy, like, okay. Yeah. he's They are naughty. He's justified. Yeah, they're naughty. This is all news to Dr. Bloom, and he is stressed about it. He wanted to hear it. He said, tell it to me. Ricky said, here it comes. He was right to warn him. Yeah. (laughs) He starts to mop at his sweaty brow and panics when he remembers the monogram on his handkerchief is red. Uh Uh-oh. And Ricky kind of like looks up like he senses there's red in the room. (laughs) He stuffs it back in his pocket and tries to end the conversation. But Ricky is on a roll. Next, the doc wants to ask him about someone named Jennifer, but Ricky tells him to eat shit, so it's a touchy (laughs) subject. He says he's finished talking, but Dr. Bloom throws a professional headshot on the table that says, Ricky, all my love, Jennifer, XOXO, and asks, who is this? Um, This is an easy one. It's Jennifer. (laughs) She made it easy. A knockout. Ricky picks up the photo and looks at it longingly, then says, it's Jennifer. (laughs) She was the only thing I ever cared about. (laughs) So, yeah, this was the story they came up with. (laughs) To pad the script out. In another flashback, Ricky tells us about their meet cute, that one day they just bumped into each other, a.k.a. he was on his motorcycle in the parking lot, and she came screeching in her car and knocked him over. When he's on the ground in his motorcycle and his leather jacket and his black Reeboks, and she gets out of the car, the soundtrack goes all, (laughs) We were talking about that. We were like, that's not sexy. It sounded like a kazoo. (laughs) It's like classic sexy lady sound, right? And then, like, the camera, like, goes up her legs and, like... Okay, I understand why he's into it and why we're getting the horny at it for her. She's wearing white pumps like a true hooker. <laughs> so she laughs at him on the ground and he's like, well, I like her anyway. Yeah, first he's all, mm, like with that mad face. And then she laughs and he's like, it is pretty funny. <laughs> so a chance for a normal life seems to appear when he starts dating Jennifer. They go on couples motorcycle rides. They have non-Christmas sex. Mm-hmm. In a voiceover, Ricky says it was his first time, and he thought it was Jennifer's first time, too. Probably nothing. (laughs) They try to go to the movies, but an unpleasant encounter with some very rude dudes in the audience put Ricky on edge. When the movie starts, he finds out it's it's about a guy who dresses up (laughs) like Santa and kills a bunch of people. 
This was so weird, the scene, because before the movie started, it was like a preview for some action movie. Uh-huh. And he was like really into it. And she's like, Ugh, you like this kind yeah. of stuff? But then she was all into this Killer Santa movie. I know. I noticed that too. <laughs> the trailer was all, the movie was called Chaos. And it was like, murder, action. And Ricky was all, yeah. And she was like, ugh. <laughs> and then she's like, I can't wait to see this yeah. movie. He's all, what's this movie about? And she's like, it's about a guy dresses up like Santa and kills people. <laughs> and like, she's super into it. Yeah. Well, she's just a big horror fan. Yeah? Doesn't care about action. Get her on the show. It's kind of like me. (laughs) (laughs) Rick. I call him Rick. Rick says. (laughs) (laughs) What? This movie comes up on the screen, and it's the freaking gas station robbery from the first movie. They really spared no expense. (laughs) This made me so mad. I was like, this is a new low. Are they hoping we just can't tell? (laughs) This is a new low. I know because right away it pinged in my mind. I was like, I've seen this before. <laughs> they accessed uh, his brother's memories. I was this. remembering Billy's memory <laughs> of the memory Billy had of this other man's memory. <laughs> you know, like they like purposely left this part out of the yes of the recap of the recap at the beginning. So they could show it here. <laughs> I would have liked if they put Grandpa in as put a whole Grandpa new character. In. Yes. <laughs> like he's another character in the psychiatric yeah. ward with him. <laughs> so now Ricky's nuts again. <laughs> he frowns and says his catchphrase, punish. Punish. <laughs> and leaves Jennifer sitting alone. She's like, where are you going? While she's sitting there, her gross ex-boyfriend Chip pops up. This guy has piss yellow Brian Setzer hair. <laughs> like, babe, ever heard a toner? Get some. He needs some purple shampoo. Bad. <laughs> Jennifer is over it, and she sends him away. She tells him to go away. She goes, you stood me up. You cheated on me. You ruined my best sweater. And I would rather die before I go out with you again. What did he do to her sweater? Yeah, that's what I want to know. You can't just say that and not tell me what happened. Bleach, obviously. <laughs> yeah, probably. Oh, that's true. They should have put that scene in the movie instead of so much uh, recapping. Yeah. <laughs> the sweater flashback. I, let me see. I would love to watch Chip bleach his hair. <laughs> Chip finally goes back to his own date, but he tells Jennifer to call him sometimes. After Ricky quietly kills the loud guys in the back row, he slips back in next to her to finish the movie. He kills these guys. He pulls them down, like, onto the floor, and the popcorn just goes flying (laughs) So later, as they're having a couple stroll, they run into Chip again. He says a bunch of lewd stuff about Jennifer culminating with, I fucked her brains out in the back of old red over there and he gestures to the car he's working on and you can tell that this makes ricky hear kill bill sirens in his head (laughs) he's like his face goes all "Mm." steam starts coming out of his ears (laughs) just as chip is about to make another shitty comment ricky grabs him by the throat forces his head under the hood under the hood of old red Attaches jumper cables to his teeth <laughs> and electrocutes Chip so bad his eyes pop through his glasses. Yes, right. Yes, <laughs> yes. I really like this part. The maybe, effect maybe is like the best pretty kill, great. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. Umbrella's not yeah. bad either. This is better because I do like when his eyes, when his cool guy aviators yeah. shatter, and we know the it, force of his jelly yes. dies. We know a little bit more about Chip than we knew about that other guy. Yeah, <laughs> not much. Yeah. 
And like, honestly, R.I.P. Chip, because he's very funny. (laughs) He looks like bad ducky. (laughs) Right? Jennifer watches in horror. And when she understandably freaks out, he says, punish and strangles her to death with the car antenna. This relationship was never going to last. A police officer witnesses this. And as Ricky is about to be arrested, he grabs the officer's revolver and shoots him in the forehead. Now he's really <laughs> feeling his oath. <laughs> then he goes on a suburban shooting spree. First, a guy hollering about all the noise. He's like, what the fuck is going on out there? And Ricky's like, cap. <laughs> <laughs> then he sees a man taking out his trash, yells, garbage day. <laughs> and wastes him too. Yeah, if you didn't watch this movie, at least watch that clip on YouTube. It's an iconic WTF moment yes. mm-hmm. from a movie scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he even makes a car explode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they did that so easily in the 80s. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but he does let a little girl on a bike continue on her merry way, even though she has a red ribbon in her hair. She's Ooh. innocent. Yeah, he's all not punished (laughs) ricky gets himself into a standoff with the cops he raises his gun to his temple and the cops lower their guns to yell don't do it it's not worth it (laughs) what they wanted to shoot him (laughs) you're right you're right you're right that's what it was they were like we were gonna put another notch on our holsters (laughs) he ricky pulls the trigger but he's out of bullets and is arrested Cutting back to the present day, Ricky strangles Dr. Bloom to death using audio tape and escapes from the mental hospital. He murders a Salvation Army Santa and steals his costume. More good deeds by Ricky. Fuck the Salvation Army. (laughs) He's just being an ally. Yeah. (laughs) The police, along with their consulting nun on the force, I guess. (laughs) This lady comes out of nowhere. Yeah. "Mm Mm-hmm. We've, is she supposed to be the lady from the first movie? The nice nun oh, from the first movie? Maybe. It's a different lady. It's a different lady for sure. I don't know. They don't know either. <laughs> so the police and their nun figure out Ricky's plans to kill Mother Superior, which Billy had failed to do four years earlier. She's since had a stroke and retired and apparently been hit with like the toxic Avenger goo. <laughs> Because her face is all fucked up for some reason. Like, we watched the whole movie already. I don't remember her getting splashed with, like, boiling water or acid or anything. That's what I told my boyfriend, that she looked like a toxic crusader. (laughs) She must have had one of those zombie face strokes. Yeah. (laughs) That'll happen. (laughs) While she's at home shit-talking a Christmas parade, Ricky shows up and puts an axe right through her front door. Says, address 666. And, like, this lady thinks a drill team doing a routine to rocking around the Christmas tree is blasphemy, but she lives in Satan's two-story. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't roll up to that house and say, absolutely not. <laughs> After chasing Mother Superior throughout her house, Ricky says, good, I love a chase. <laughs> the two finally face off, and surprise, she thinks he needs to be punished. She says Ricky is being very, very naughty. He says, naughty this. <laughs> Got her. And raises his axe. Cut to the police arrive on the scene and they find Mother Superior 
sitting peacefully at her dining room table with no Ricky in sight. They lower their guns, and Officer Sister Act approaches Mother Superior <laughs> to ask if she's all right. But when she touches her shoulder, Mother Superior's head falls off. A gleeful and screaming Ricky appears and raises his axe again, but the cops start shooting and they blast his ass out the patio door. Sister Act wakes up and the police officer tell her, he's gone, sister, it's over. Then she turns over, rolls over on the ground, sees Mother Superior's severed head, starts screaming in terror. Yeah, they really tried to throw in a final girl in the last 15 minutes. (laughs) They were like, we're forgetting something. <laughs> what else we got? Yeah. <laughs> Who's hanging around the lot today? <laughs> Ricky suddenly opens his eyes on the ground outside and he smiles devilishly, indicating that he has survived his gunshot wounds. The final shot shows the arm of the murderer dressed in a Santa suit. More fucking footage from the first film. <laughs> plunging a knife into the screen before it freezes and the credits roll. And then the credits roll from the first movie. <laughs> yeah, almost a full 10 minutes of credits. Yeah. Wow. So 40 minutes of recap of the first movie. 10 minutes of credits. <laughs> this is 40 minutes of new movie. Yeah. Just still it be 40 minutes. There's no shame in that. Could have made it a short film. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not mad about that. Hmm. No. Eric Freeman as Ricky, like, is the reason to watch this movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, this guy's turned in a tour de force. <laughs> <laughs> he's using every facial muscle. Like, he's really, really going for it. Yeah. Give him Academy Award. <laughs> That's what he was going for. <laughs> I just know it. Yeah. Uh, the other actors... All right, like his girlfriend. She's okay. Chip's funny. Mm-hmm. The psychiatrist doesn't really stand out to me. Nope. <laughs> Nothing there. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know. How are we feeling about this one? Uh, I feel that the filmmakers were naughty and they cheated <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Making this movie. <laughs> yeah. Definitely naughty. I definitely prefer the first one because... Even though you get most of the first one in this one, you don't really like have that emotional connection because you're just seeing little scenes, like little clip scenes. I had an emotional connection. You did. <laughs> to little Billy. Yeah, because you love little Billy. I love little Billy. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you hadn't seen the first movie, though, like. They show you enough of the abuse that he <laughs> endures. Like they tie him to the bed when he's like oh, has yeah. a nightmare, you know. And then they won't let him like be with the other kids, and they're like, "Oh, Billy, put your drawing on the on the chalkboard." And he's like, "Oh, okay." Then he goes up to put it up, and they all start screaming, and he's like, "What?" And then everybody's yelling at him. Nobody is like, "Billy needs help." Yeah, it's sad, <laughs> you know. So, but that's just me. I got a big heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one. I'm gonna say that I like the first one better just because of the audacity. To try and tell me this is a new movie. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you get no points for this. Just on principle alone, I can't say this one's better. I don't know of any other movies like that. I don't think I've ever watched a movie like this where a lot there of was times, so much recap. Older movies, you would see the end of a previous movie at the beginning because there it wasn't easy to watch them again. 
So like all the Rocky mm-hmm. movies, for example, start with the end of the movie that you that came out before it, but never the whole, the whole movie. movie. Yeah, it's yeah. usually like ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is a new level. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I know people really like it, like it's a cult a cult hit, but why? Just because of Garbage Day? <laughs> I think so. Like, is that enough? That's not enough for me. It's not enough for me either. <laughs> I, I, like I said, I like Eric Freeman. I think that the Ricky character is funny. The more you watch it, you're like, what oh, yeah. is this guy doing? Like, every time he opens his mouth, he's doing something crazy. And, like, there's another part when they're talking about Jennifer where Ricky is facing away. He's sitting on his chair backwards like a cool guy. <laughs> and then behind him you can see the psychiatrist. And it's something called a split diopter shot where they're but one's in the person's in the foreground, one person's in the background, but they're both in focus. Mm-hmm. And it's you don't see it very often. So it's another thing where you're, you're like, there's another idea. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but they just were like, eh. That's it. Yeah. That's all. So, like, I don't know. There's pieces. There's pieces where this could have been more fun. Like, make the movie its own movie. Make it longer. Make Chip a villain. Yeah, they have. That has more time. They have some good kills. Like, yeah. You could have done more. Like, the kill count is really big, but that's because you're counting all the kills from the first one? No. No. You can't count those. Yeah. (laughs) And he just goes on that, like, neighborhood rampage at the end, and Mm -hmm. it's like, okay. But nothing is as good as, like, Chip with the battery, car battery hooked up to his face. <laughs> his fillings. <laughs> yeah. And, like, the umbrella is fun. Yeah. You know? So, but the first one had, like, the sled bullies where he, Billy's waiting at the bottom of the sledding hill and, like, decapitates the guy. Like, that shit is fun. Like, there is more fun stuff in the first one. Yeah. And more Christmas vibes, I'd say, in the Definitely first Definitely more Christmas oh, yeah. vibes. Yeah. This one is less. It just has Santa, but... Yeah, Billy did not live in a snowy location <laughs> when he was living with his new family. Mm-mm. So, yeah, you're right. Not as Christmassy. The music was very different. It was okay, the soundtrack. And even really noticed yeah. it. Oh, it really stood out to me because mm. it was like there a lot throughout the whole movie. But it, I like the music in the first one because they had like those weird Christmas carols. Oh, yeah, yeah. With that, like you said, that children's choir or whatever. The children's choir. And then they're like that one Christmas carol that always came on the radio. They're like, you know it. It's your favorite. (laughs) Something we never heard of before. (laughs) That's funny. It's like an alternate universe world where everybody loves this Christmas carol. What did you think of this one, Alex? Um, it It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like we said, just way too much recap. And they could have been a little more creative with all of that but um yeah i mean that character's just so wild and so out there it's it's pretty fun to watch because of him i think yeah do you like the first one better i do like the first one better how you like stacked the, up his three like, your old classic i love love the third one <laughs> <laughs> it's so much different than the other two all right we'll have to get you back when we yeah do that hell one. yeah <laughs> Well, should we do our ratings? Did uh, Malton review this? Malton did review it. Oh, wow. Um, He gave it um, no stars. It says bomb. (laughs) (laughs) Embarrassing and unnecessary follow-up to the Santa Claus killer film. 
has Hero's younger brother. Hero? <laughs> he thinks Billy's a hero? <laughs> Somebody get eyes on Lenny. <laughs> has Hero's younger brother continuing the psychotic carnage. About half the footage here is lifted from the original film, including a memorable scene featuring Le- Linnea Quigley. <laughs> uh, that's the taxidermy deer scene. Uh, new scenes are perfunctory. Yep. Agree. And then video hounds. Mm-hmm. One bone. <laughs> <laughs> and they basically have the same thing to say, complaining about um, half the movie being being uh, rerun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's an issue. <laughs> it's hard to ignore it. I guess if you like don't really like the first one, then you could just watch this one because you don't need to. Yeah. Yeah, or like if you were showing like a, a festival or a movie night or whatever, you could just show this one by itself. Mm-hmm. You oh, yeah. You have to show the first one. But those are like specific <laughs> circumstances. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I guess we have to rate this now. Okay. Out of 10. You said when you were watching it that you were getting angry. Yeah, I was like, they're cheating. They're cheating. <laughs> yeah. Because I think the first time we watched it, me and Alex, like, uh, we were like, it's, this is funny, you know? Yeah. But it's like, once you know how it's going to be and you have to rewatch it and you had just seen the last one, yeah. you're like, oh, okay. So it, it was making me a little bit mad. <laughs> like, as the scenes from the first movie go on, you stop being like, oh, my God, that's funny. And you start being like, seriously? <laughs> Yeah, it almost just makes you want to watch the first one instead. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You saw Billy's ass in the first one. (laughs) I remember it was natural. Because I went back back and looked at our notes. And we were like, you see Billy's ass hair. (laughs) Things were more natural back then. (laughs) So we lose a star. Do we see Ricky's butt? I think we do. Uh, There is a love scene that was cut way down it, mm-hmm. it was longer and more graphic um i don't remember if we see the the yeeks like the crack <laughs> we we definitely we see, see like the side. the side and we see uh-huh. her side boobs too. yeah yeah <laughs> i don't i don't it didn't register with me like billy's ass did yeah so yeah i don't remember that scene that scene too is like oh okay like it's shot different it looks yeah different. different movie the whole mood of it is different yeah it's like sensual <laughs> could you imagine having a sensual moment with ricky <laughs> he'd be all here it comes <laughs> yeah surprisingly he wasn't like that yeah right well he was losing his virginity <laughs> he'll say that the second time yeah. <laughs> now that he knows what's gonna happen <laughs> All right. Who wants to rate first? Mm, we're at a 10, right? Out of 10. <laughs> I give this a four. Okay. Two stars are for Silent Night, Deadly Night one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because you rated the first one pretty high. Uh-huh. Because I had an emotional connection. <laughs> <to Billy. laughs> yeah, you really did. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to rate it at 3.5. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Initially, I was like, it's a two. Oh, wow. I think I was like, I was thinking it was going to be like a four. But then, I don't know, this rewatch, I was just like, it's too much recap. Yeah. 
I have to rate it lower you than like some of these other movies. Punish. <laughs> <laughs> I said I'm gonna punish with my rating. <laughs> I'm gonna go with with a four. Okay, four. Yeah, yeah. It's just when you do the math, the part that I, the parts that I liked about it, yeah, compared to the whole movie itself, yeah. since it was all recap. I mean, on its own, I just can't. I just can't give it more than that. No, <laughs> in good conscience. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think you're doing the right thing. <laughs> yeah. What did you say? Four. Okay. Four, four, three. Yeah. We're all around the yeah. same spot. Okay. Makes uh. sense. Yeah. So it's, I feel like, is that the lowest I rated a movie? No. No? You rated Hanging Heart 2 and I'll never forget it. I did? Yeah. <laughs> two in my mind, but a 10 in my heart. <laughs> That's your lowest and my lowest was uh, Blood Harvest. I rated that one a two. Oh, the Tiny Tim one? Yes. What? <laughs> Would I give that one a 10? A perfect 10? <laughs> I can't remember. But I took away one star because you could see them higher. breathing when they were supposed to be dead. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should go back and redo Hanging Heart. Like, <laughs> now that, because that was one of the first ones we did. Like, now that we're so far ahead, like, uh-huh. see how we feel about it now. Well, I rated it a five, so. Maybe it'll be an eight. <laughs> and I'll give it a five. Yeah. I know we keep saying one of these days we need to do like either a live or an episode where we we talk about like what's the rankings you would change now oh and yeah comparing all the other ones that we've watched yeah because we do talk about hanging hard a lot <laughs> <laughs> and I do think about it a lot yeah me too <laughs> <laughs> and no one else has ever seen I it know. <laughs> we're the only ones out here trying to make a difference <laughs> Raising awareness for <laughs> Hanging Heart. Okay, The Godfather, Hanging Heart 2. Two movies, criminally underseen. <laughs> Hanging Heart 2. Hanging Heart 2. Oh, also. also. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> and Hanging Heart 2, the first 40 minutes of it is Hanging Heart 1. <laughs> I would, that would be fine. As long as I don't cut those scenes where, like, the soccer ball hits the old man in the head. <laughs> more of that in our movies please <laughs> all right that's a wrap on silent night deadly night too we did it what's our next movie our next movie well we're gonna do a little rerun first yeah christmas week is busy for everybody so we're gonna sh- replay l yay <laughs> A truly baffling movie. <laughs> That's one word that you could use. Baffling, definitely true. Uh, it was on YouTube. Uh-huh. So anyone can watch it. Anyone can. Anyone should, should anyone? Yes. I think so. Probably. It's another one that I think of a lot. It comes up all the time. <laughs> Have you seen that one, Alex? I haven't, actually. Oh. I listened to the episode, but I didn't. Never watched it. You just gotta search it on YouTube. It's there, the whole thing. It's a weird movie, man. <laughs> so after that, though, we're gonna do New, New Year's, Year's Evil. Evil. Yeah, yeah, and that'll come out in January. Yep, and then we'll be back on our regular schedule. Mm-hmm. And we want some audience participation. Yeah, so we want you to call in 
um, for two different reasons. One, if you want to tell us your favorite horror movie from 2022, yeah, we're going to do an episode talking about our faves. So if you want your voice heard, mm-hmm. just call us at 661-454-7499. Vote or die. <laughs> I just made that up. I wrote that. Vote or die. I think it's going to catch on. <laughs> Let us know. There is a lot of good horror this year. Yeah. We were eating good this year. Yeah. Um, if you have a podcast, um, call and let us know your favorite and you can plug your podcast. Yeah. Depends. <laughs> if you're Joe Rogan, don't even bother. Oh, yeah. He's not allowed. <laughs> we won't plug it. <laughs> we'll just cut that part out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go. And now here's an idiot that called in. <laughs> I also want to know, um, speaking of New Year's, if you have any horror resolutions for next year. What's a horror resolution? Like maybe you want to watch more foreign horror. Sure. Or, or maybe you are finally going to watch um, The Exorcist. You've never seen it. Yeah. Something like that. Maybe you're going to tell our, all your friends to listen to Gag Me With a Chainsaw. Yeah, that could be a good horror resolution. We should probably save this for that episode that comes out in New Year's, but... Did you get your resolutions done? Uh, no. And I'll talk about how I failed this year. Okay. <laughs> you were really pushing me to do mine. <laughs> I see how it is. Uh, yeah. We'll talk about it. Okay. I got a, I got a new resolution though. So moving I on. I can't wait. No, you got to. You got to leave the past behind. Yeah. Oh, all right. Alex, do you have anything you'd like to add? Um, just thank you for having me on. Thank you for coming It was on. fun. Yeah, well, I can't wait to talk about part three, yes. where things really get shaken up. Oh, yeah. I don't <laughs> even know what happens. I'm looking forward to it, in a way. Yeah. I think it'll be a pleasant surprise after this one. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I wish there was an elves, too. <laughs> Let's make one. Yeah. We'll get a puppet and some broomsticks, and then we can do it. Mm-hmm. It's just that easy. It's <laughs> all you need. So again, give us a call, 661-454-7499. Also, follow us on Instagram. Mm -hmm. What is it? At Gag Me With A Chainsaw. At Gag Me With A Chainsaw. Um, You can follow us on Twitter. For now. For the time being, until Twitter (laughs) collapses. Um, That's at Chainsaw Podcast. Um, You can write it in your letter to Santa Mm -hmm. and tell him about it. <laughs> we're trying to get the big man listening. Yeah. <laughs> we want him to know that we're on his side. <laughs> <laughs> and also, look, this is a dangerous time of year for not doing good deeds for your fellow man. Mm-hmm. Okay, Santa's watching. Christmas ghosts are ready to send you to hell <laughs> for being an asshole. It's real dicey out there. <laughs> Do you want to spend eternity in Christmas hell with old man Potter? <laughs> The Bumpus Hounds and those other reindeers that made fun of Rudolph? (laughs) No, you don't. So make a donation to the Bakersfield Burrito Project. You can do it in someone else's name as a gift. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. You could do it in our name. You could do it in our name. (laughs) Yeah. It's tax deductible and you're helping others at a difficult time of year. So, yeah, they feed our unhoused neighbors here in Bakersfield. They are Bako Burrito Project on Cash App and Venmo. 
this year, give her the gift of being. <laughs> <laughs> I know I would like it. I love beans. Same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wrap them up, a.k.a. put them in a tortilla. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're good to go. Stuff it in a stocking. <laughs> Is that it? Anybody have anything else? You can also leave us a review. That'd be a nice little gift. Please. (laughs) You know what? If you don't, naughty. (laughs) Yeah. That also will help out with Santa 100%. Uh Because as established, mm, we're fans of his. So we know that he's fans of ours. (laughs) You don't want to end up on his bad side. He'll pass you off to Krampus. Does Krampus live in Christmas hell? No. Where does he, he live? I, th- I think he comes Sweden? and goes as he pleases. Yeah. One of those uh, countries over there. Hmm. Iceland, Norway, Denmark. He comes and goes as he pleases. <laughs> <laughs> snatching up kids. Yeah. Sticking that tongue out. Oof. Is he more <laughs> fuckable than Santa? <laughs> I don't know. I'm thinking about it now. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> He's got that little spanking whip. <laughs> yeah, it depends on what you're into, yeah. I guess. <laughs> All right. Are we good? Yeah. Have a happy holidays, everyone. Have a happy holidays. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us on Gag Me With A Chainsaw with your hosts, Corey and Sarah. Music by White Bat Audio. Find us on Twitter at Chainsaw Podcast and on Instagram at Gag Me With A Chainsaw. Until next time, unpleasant dreams.